Hello, everybody, and welcome. You are listening to the Preparedness Breakdown Podcast, a no-nonsense approach to everything preparedness. My name is Terry, and I am your host here on The Breakdown. For those of you who don't know me, I have a background in the fire service where I have worked as a professional career firefighter and paramedic. I have also served a couple years in the military, and I have spent the better part of the last 25 to 30 years learning and prepping in some form or another. I currently own a preparedness supply company and serve as an instructor in many disciplines, including firearms and medical training. So with that covered, let's get started with today's episode of the Preparedness Breakdown. Today is Saturday, April 9th, 2022, and this is episode 14 alpha, the things less talked about. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Preparedness Breakdown. Today, we're going to talk about things that should be in your prepping plan that don't get as much attention as they should. The things less talked about. In the world of preparedness, we have a ton of topics that we talk about as being super important, and they are. Things like water, food, shelter, communications, and security. There are things, however, that are usually farther down the priority list that should get much more consideration than what they do. While they are not high priorities right now, they very well could become the thing that takes you out if you're not paying attention to them and addressing them early before they become too big of a problem. Let's talk about four topics that fit into this realm. Number one. Hygiene. Hygiene plays a big role in keeping us safe from infections and illnesses. Things like scabies, body and head lice, athlete's foot, tooth decay, ringworm, chronic diarrhea, and there are a few others. These can be prevented or at least prevent the likelihood of getting them if we take some precautions by making sure we have good, proper hygiene. The other thing that comes about by not having good hygiene is horrible body odor. They say that every dog smells their own dirt. If you are waiting to smell your own dirt, you are way past the point of having even mediocre hygiene. Nobody, and I mean nobody, wants to be around other people that smell that bad. Now, please don't get me wrong. I am not talking about the stinky you might smell from somebody sweating after doing a hard day's work. No, that is expected and tolerable by most people. What I am talking about is the stench that fills the air when someone has obviously not taken a bath for a week or longer. It is a pugnant odor that lingers in the air long after the person is no longer there. I have had the distinct displeasure of having interactions with such people on a fairly regular basis. There have been some that I could literally smell from over 12 feet away. Some people even choose to live like that, and in those cases, Even stepping into their domicile can turn your stomach. For these times, it may not be a bad idea to have a small jar of Vicks VapoRub on hand to spread underneath your nostrils to help mask the poor odor. The best policy is to avoid this altogether. This means you need to plan now for your hygiene. A lot of preppers get hung up on storing food, water, guns, and ammo. But are you also stocking up on bar soap, shampoo, Shaving cream, razors, deodorant, wash rags, towels, 
feminine hygiene products, combs, hairbrushes, baby powder, body lotion. You get the picture. Have you devised a method to be able to shower or bathe on a consistent basis? If you have, will you be taking cold showers or do you have a method of taking a hot or at least lukewarm shower? Personally, I love a hot shower and shave in the mornings to get me going. Some people consider it to be a luxury. And I'm not going to disagree that it might be to some degree. But on the flip side of the coin, it can be considered a necessity. Not necessarily having a hot shower, but just being able to bathe in general. I have heard it said that even bathing once per week reduces the chances of illness exponentially. Not to mention what it does for your self-esteem and self-worth. Mentally, being clean and having good hygiene can make a world of difference in how motivated you are to live life. It would be a wise recommendation for you, as a prepper, to stock up on these supplies now or as soon as your finances allow. But how much do I need? Great question. As I have said before, the answer is entirely up to you and your needs. First thing you need to consider is what is your normal usage? That is, how much of these items do you typically use or how long does it take for you to go through or use an item? This will be different for everyone. Figuring out how much you consume can be challenging. How I determine this is fairly simple. I get a yearly calendar and I mark on it every time I open a new product. Open a new stick of deodorant, write deodorant on the calendar for that day. Start a new roll of toilet paper, TP goes on the calendar. PT for paper towel, and so on. After a period of time, I can go back and determine how often I use each item. If I go through one roll of toilet paper every seven days, one per week, then I can determine I use 52 rolls per year. If I purchase and stock up enough packages to cover 52 rolls, then I have a one-year supply on hand. This applies to each and every other item on the calendar. How much you choose to keep in storage reserves is again for you to determine. With this method, you get a pretty good idea of what your normal consumption is on each of these necessities. Number two, sanitation. To go hand in hand with hygiene is sanitation. When we are talking about sanitation, we are talking basically about garbage, trash, discarded items like plastic bottles, empty wrappers, discarded food remnants, and of course, human and animal waste. Another form of waste is how you plan on discarding the remains of animals and humans that die. Do you have a plan to get rid of all these things? Accumulating and decomposing trash and waste draws in all sorts of bacteria, disease, mice, rats, snakes, and other rodents. It causes horrible smells, can contaminate the ground and seep into the waterways contaminating the water. It affects the ecosystems and increases disease and mortality rates. Properly disposing of waste and human feces, human remains, and the like is paramount to the ability to reduce people getting sick and dying due to contamination. Contamination is the leading cause of diarrhea and the second largest killer of children in developing countries. When it comes to human feces, human excrement has been implicated in the transmission of many infectious diseases, including typhoid, infectious hepatitis, cholera, polio, and cryptosporidesis. The recommended method of discarding human waste is to dig a hole, commonly referred to as a cat hole, do your business, and then cover it up well. 
There are only two ways of discarding of these waste items, and that is to create and bury them in a landfill or to burn them. Yes, some of the waste can be composted, but that is a skill set that you need to learn ahead of time and practice ahead of time so that when it comes time for you to do it for real, you will have the experience and know how to compost. Aside from that, burning the items is the most complete way to dispose of these things. Regardless of whether you bury or burn things, the next question is, who's going to do it? The smell and the nastiness of this type of work is not for the faint of heart. Someone, or a team of people, will have to be mentally, physically, and emotionally strong enough to carry out these tasks. Without doing so, it can be catastrophic to your situation. Taking care of sanitation issues is vital to your very existence. On to the next item. Money. Specifically, cash on hand. Having money on hand is something most people don't talk about, but can be very important in your ability to purchase goods, commodities, and services to help get you through a crisis or event. It is common for preppers to understand the importance of having money in the event of an electrical grid failure or power outage due to storms that result in ATM machines not working. And a good amount of preppers also understand that having gold and silver on hand can help hedge against the collapse of the financial system or hyperinflation. But talk is cheap. How many preppers actually participate in these practices? It is one thing to keep all of your money in the bank so that you can card swipe every chance you get and pay your bills electronically. It is super easy and convenient to do these things this way, until it isn't. Are you thinking about the possibilities of the bank one day just being closed with no way to access your money? Wait a minute. This happens at least one day each week, on Sundays. Sure, you might be able to withdraw a nominal amount from an ATM, but not the majority or all of your money. Anything can happen on any given day and at any given moment. Will you be ready if you are cut off from all access to all your funds for an extended time frame? Keeping money on hand is the best possible way to be ready for these possibilities. When I talk about having money on hand, I am also including precious metals and other commodities that you have. When times are desperate, that extra roll of toilet paper, container of coffee, pack of cigarettes, or bottle of whiskey can be just as valuable, if not more, than the paper money you keep in your wallet. I'm going to provide a few recommendations for you to consider for keeping money on hand. And now, a word from our sponsor. The Preparedness Breakdown is sponsored by Iowa Preparedness Supply. Iowa Preparedness Supply provides emergency preparedness supplies, products, items, and training to individuals, families, and groups of all sizes. Any natural or man-made disaster can be difficult to navigate. However, those who plan ahead of time and are prepared have a greater chance overcoming the challenges associated with a long or short-term disaster. Plainly put, failing to plan is planning to fail. That is why Iowa Preparedness Supply wants to get the supplies, equipment, and training you need into your hands at a reasonable cost. We offer items like solar-powered flashlights, fire starters, emergency medical supplies, essential oils, ballistic armor, smoke grenades, less than lethal rubber ball and pepper ball guns, water filters, gas masks, and firearm laser training products, just to name a few. We also offer group training in the areas of communications, security, emergency medical, preparedness, group and team dynamics, and firearms training. 
You can reach us by visiting our website at www.iowapreparednesssupply.com, by phone at 712-600-4509, or by sending us an email at info at iowapreparednesssupply.com. Okay, so let's get back to our discussion. Number one, paper money. Keep as much as you feel comfortable with on you at all times. I suggest placing different currency amounts in different locations on your person, in your preparedness bag, and in a safe place at home. For your wallet or purse, hide $20, $50, or $100 behind a photo, stuff behind plastic cards, or in the cover pockets. If you can swing it, I would try to keep between $100 and $200 here. You never know when you are going to need to buy a gas can and gas to go in it, a motel room, or food for a day or two. Same concept goes for your preparedness bag and the place at home. Keep your money in small denominations. If something happens, you don't want to spend a $50 bill on something that costs $10 because whoever you are buying it from may not have any change. This also allows you to access money from multiple locations, so if one gets compromised, you don't have all of your eggs in one basket. Have a separate wallet, billfold, or small coin purse on you where you can put some decoy money. It's much easier to hand this over to someone trying to steal from you than to give them your real wallet with all of your information and other goodies. Make sure your decoy wallet or purse has some fake decoy credit card so it looks like it's authentic. Number two, gold and silver. It is not necessary, nor is it advised to keep these on you. Keep them in a safe and secure location. The small denomination principle listed earlier applies here as well. Coins. Don't forget about those pesky quarters, dimes, nickels, and pennies either. It is amazing what looks like a little bit in a jar can end up totaling a lot more than you ever expected. This is a good way to save and to build your money-on-hand reserves. Nobody wants to lug around the weight of all those coins, but they might come in handy when the chips are down. Number four, barter items. As I mentioned earlier, barter items such as toilet paper, alcohol, cigarettes, and coffee can play a big role in your ability to negotiate for things that you need or that you don't have. Again, a location separate from your main stash to hide a smaller portion of your decoy supply might buy you some time and hardship should you become compromised. Barter items are a big deal and often get overlooked. Don't let that happen to you. And four, morale. One of the biggest things of all that gets overlooked is morale. Morale is critical from both a personal and a team perspective. The moment morale starts to go downhill, the momentum picks up quickly, and before you know it, you are in a cesspool of negativity. Morale, on the opposite end, can be the catalyst that drives yourself and your team to achieve things you never thought were even possible under the most difficult of circumstances. If it is all possible, keep morale as high as you can for as long as you can. Also, keep a watchful eye on morale. It can turn south quickly and end up biting you in the hiney. What are some of the things we can do to keep morale high for both the individual and the team in general if you have one? 
For the individual, we mentioned this earlier, but make sure people have access and time to engage in good hygiene. Make sure they have the things that they need to clean up, shower, shave, etc., and also allow them the time to do it. Downtime and a time to relax and unwind, even just for a little bit, can make all the difference. This is one area where the little things really come into play. I remember when I was out as a firefighter on fire scenes in the winter late at night after fighting a fire. It was absolutely amazing what a cup of hot chocolate and a dry pair of gloves would do to boost your energy and morale. I learned from these experiences that providing for these small but very important pick-me-ups went a long way into improving morale not only for myself but for my team. During downtimes, make sure that people have access to activities that help take the attention away from the problems of the day and let the folks focus on non-critical and enjoyable activities. This is one reason many preppers choose to keep a simple deck of cards in their bug out bags. It allows for you to stay occupied and relax away from stressful situations. It also gives you something to do and keeps your brain engaged when maybe you are sidelined due to injury or inclement weather. For the team, make sure the workload is being distributed evenly, people are being treated fairly, and people are treated with respect and dignity. This is one reason why I advocate for building family into your group, team, or tribe. Nothing will erode morale faster than if people feel like they are being treated poorly or unfairly. When tasks are assigned, try to make sure people are assigned a task that they like doing and that they are good at. This not only helps drive morale up, but also helps improve team effectiveness and efficiency. Whether you are dealing with yourself, another individual, or a team, your ability to keep morale high will have a direct impact on your success in surviving whatever challenges you are facing. And that will bring us to our kit collection segment. In the kit collection segment, we select and review one or more items of kit or gear that is a good item to have as part of your collection of prepping items or preps. So when I say kit, I am talking about all the gear, loadout, clothing, equipment, and preps that you have and will acquire and can use in an incident should one occur. Kit collection. The item we have selected for today's kit collection segment is the hybrid light headlamps. When you are looking to get some of that personal hygiene time, heading to the shower, or out tromping the trails, the headlamps from hybrid light illuminate your way. There are two models of headlamps, the standard headlamp and the nav lamp. The standard headlamps come in the colors of black, gray, and high-vis yellow, they are water resistant, they rotate 120 degrees vertically, and the LED shines bright at 75 lumens. You get 30 hours of light on one full charge. It has a micro USB port for rapid charging, or you can simply plug in the portable solar panel for off-grid charging. The standard headlamp measures 2.5 inches wide and weighs only 1.5 ounces. The nav lamp comes only in black. It pivots at 180 degrees, allowing you to point it where it is needed. The nav is equipped with three LED lights, white, red, and green, and shines at 75 lumen. It has a switch lock mode that prevents it from turning on in your bag. It comes with both a headband and a hat clip. You get five hours of light on one full charge. The nav measures 3.25 inches in length and weighs in at only one ounce. The standard headlamp is $24.95, and the nav lamp runs $38.95.
Both headlamps are available on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website at www.iowapreparednesssupply.com. A link to both styles of headlamps on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website have been included in the show notes listed below in the episode description. Announcement. Over the past couple of weeks, we have made this announcement, and that is to let everyone here in Iowa know about an event that is coming up in the middle of May. The Facebook group Iowa Preppers is hosting a meetup called Iowa Preppers Weekend. It is being held May 20th through the 22nd at Ledges State Park near Boone, Iowa. It is open to all and will include folks sharing their prepping ideas and knowledge with the other attendees. It is a great opportunity for you to get out there and meet like-minded people. Camping spots are still available and run $14 per night for basic sites and $20 per night for electric sites. Iowa Preparedness Supply and the Preparedness Breakdown will be attending and participating in this event. Even if you don't want to camp, you can come out during the day and participate in the event. We hope you will join us as we look forward to having a great time collaborating with other preppers. So today, we covered the things less talked about. We went over hygiene, sanitation, money, and morale. And we presented the next kit collection item, the headlamps from Hybridlight. I hope this was informational for you and that you can apply it to your own situation. All right, that will wrap it up for episode 14 alpha, the things less talked about. Hey, if you are enjoying this podcast, I would encourage you to help us out by doing a couple of things. One, like and follow us. Two, spread the word and tell others what you are getting out of this podcast. Three, participate with us by commenting and discussing this podcast with us and others on Patreon or our Facebook group, helping us to build a community of preparedness-minded people. Four, you can also help us out financially. The simple fact is this. The podcast requires funds to produce it. If the funds are not available, the podcast will not be able to keep going. If you are receiving value from the podcast, I would encourage you to help keep this podcast going by making a donation on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website or by joining the P38 Club on our Patreon site. Subscribers will have access to exclusive content and specials when they become available, and you will receive a monthly discount equal to your subscription amount for purchases on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website. That gives you the opportunity to get your subscription fees back while still enjoying exclusive content and access. You will also be included in special access to discussions with myself and have input into future content for the podcast. I really hope you will consider helping us out in these ways. You can find us on Facebook, Bullhorn, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Player FM, Listen Notes, and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcast. You can visit our website at thepreparednessbreakdown.com or hear us via the embedded player at iowapreparednesssupply.com. Again, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors about this podcast that's dedicated to preparedness. You can also reach us by sending an email to info at thepreparednessbreakdown.com. You can find links to our websites, Patreon, contact information, and other show information in the show notes listed below in the episode description. 
And that will do it for this episode of the Preparedness Breakdown. Until next time, stay vigilant, keep learning, and keep preparing.